Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Consequence Podcast Network. All right. So we really just wanted to... Thank all of you Iconics who reached out to us this past couple weeks because in our last episode, we did a spot episode where we talked about a bunch of different things happening with BTS, but a lot of you had opinions about the Billboard article that came out, and that was something that we were really looking forward to hearing what your guys' thoughts were on it because, you know, everyone has their different opinions or different emotions that they felt when they were Mm -hmm. reading that article so it was just you know insightful to see what everyone else thought of it too yeah it Mm -hmm. was really awesome to see the different perspectives of the other armies um really in all of our comment sections on twitter on instagram conversing back and forth you Mm -hmm. know iconics conversing back and forth yeah talking about the topic was very very cool Mm -hmm. yeah so we're just grateful we really encourage you all to do that like DM us on Instagram, Twitter, email us. You know, we check it all. So yeah. we try to do our best to get back to you all. You know, the conversation doesn't stop with the podcast. No, it Extend doesn't. Extend it onto <laughs> Twitter, onto Instagram. Talk with us on there because yeah. it's really cool to see what other Iconics are thinking and feeling about yeah. these types of big topics. Yeah, these hot topics. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, also, we want to talk a little bit about our shirt. Yeah. So if you didn't listen to our last episode, we now have a shirt for Standing BTS podcast for all of you Iconics. On the front of the shirt, it says Iconic Army. It's this light purple color on the back, like on the neck area. There's these tiny purple hearts. And then on the sleeve, it's a short sleeve shirt. Mm-hmm. And on the sleeve, it's the Standing BTS Army Bomb yeah. logo. You know what I really love is the detail of the three little purple hearts uh-huh. on the neck region i just think that's such a cute addition you know mm-hmm. um yeah but just want you guys to know that because of covid and everything sometimes shipping is going to take a little bit longer than what you might typically expect so when you do purchase the shirt just uh, expect it to maybe take a bit longer than normal um we're doing everything we can on our end to make sure you guys get an awesome shirt that you really love because we mm-hmm. really love it and we're really excited yeah. to share it with you. Yeah. And we also have a discount code. Yes. Yeah. Now for the shirt. So the discount code is BTS 15 and it gets you 15% off the purchase of the iconic army shirt and you can purchase it at shop.consequence.net. Yes, yeah, definitely. So go get 15% off. Yeah. Do with it. That code. Yes. <laughs> And on that note, welcome back, Iconics. And if you're new to the podcast, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. 
This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, I'm still reeling over the picture that Jimin posted for Namjoon's birthday. Like, first of all, Minjoon. Second of all, why did Namjoon have to literally flex on us like that? Uh-huh. Yeah. The bicep. No reason. Oh. But to destroy us. <laughs> yeah. Mini Mani, though. That was really? so cute that he put that picture of them together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Namjoon, he's just got his whole arm up and he's flexing his whole bicep at us. Obscene. <laughs> <sighs> or I am ready to find some inner peace with Bonton in the second season of In the Soup. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, can, I can't wait. Well, I mean, I'm so excited that they're having a second season. Mm-hmm. And I'm also not surprised because the first In the Soup was just so terrific. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for it. Definitely the inner peace vibes that we're looking for. Oh, totally. So if you're here for that, then you're in the right place. Okay. In today's episode, we are doing the fanfic files. So if you're new to the podcast, the fanfic files is where Kayla and I both pick out a fanfic. We haven't shared our stories with each other yet, but we just read them live here on the podcast. So we get to enjoy some really awesome fan fiction by some incredibly talented armies out there. There are so many talented army writers who create such great stories for us to enjoy outside of already abundant bts content yeah yeah (laughs) but it's just such a part of army culture and fandom culture so it's just great to sit down and read some of these awesome stories yeah definitely a part of the fandom that we always want to uh to honor and who doesn't love a good fanfic i'm really excited to share mine with you today i think it's it's good it's heartwarming it's a little bit melancholy but sweet at the same time it's gonna be a really good one yeah yeah mine's good too mine's pretty funny Mm -hmm. um yeah and it's just like ideal fan fiction setup like it's not your typical trope either so it's kind of different i love love it i can't wait but before we get into today's episode, we want to say thank you, Iconics, for being here and for supporting us. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs full of episode notes, important links, and pictures, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes. Any type of support is super appreciated. Thank you for being here and Thanks, for listening. Guys. We yeah. love you. It is the month of September, which is also World Alzheimer's Month. And this month, we are choosing to support Alzheimer's Disease International. Um, it's an international federation of Alzheimer and dementia associations around the world in official relations with the World Health Organization. Uh, Alzheimer's and dementia are both very close to Bethany and I. Our families have been personally affected by both. And so we really want to focus on trying to find a cure and finding support for people who do suffer from Alzheimer's and dementia and their families. So the vision of ADI is risk reduction, timely diagnosis, care and inclusion, and a cure tomorrow. They work by empowering Alzheimer and dementia associations to advocate for dementia as a national priority, and they raise awareness to offer care and support for people with dementia and their partners. Globally, they strive to focus on dementia um, and maintain it as a global health priority. Um, They also campaign for better policy from governments and encourage investment and innovation in dementia research. So a huge, important organization to support. When you support it, you are supporting Alzheimer's and dementia associations 
globally all around the world in your communities. Um, so please join us this month of September supporting World Alzheimer's Month and donating to Alzheimer's Disease International. Yeah, they're doing a lot of great work. So yeah. it's just a great organization to donate to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into it. Oh, I'm so excited. I am too. Okay, so I'm going to go first. And the story I picked is called A Strong Structure Oh. by Just a Bimbo on AO3. Already off to a great start. Yeah, the alliteration. Yeah. You know I'm a sucker for it. For real. <laughs> so it was published on December 13th, 2020. It's 3,533 words, so I'm going to be reading it verbatim in today's episode. There's only four comments and 46 kudos, but it definitely deserves more. Wow. And it has 364 hits as of right Ooh, now. You found a diamond in the rough. I know, I did. Usually you find these kinds. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's pretty good. So for the summary, it says... They broke Namjoon's bed, resulting in a simple realization in a trip to Ikea. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Let's dive in. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, so this was actually written for a rap line, Thick Fest. So it's all the rap line Fun. in this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Namjoon stared at the bed frame while making a rough space calculation in his head. The bed frame he was looking at was made of a light-toned wood and a simple structure. The size looked big enough, but he had never had to buy a bed for three. What do you think of this one? Namjoon asked, turning his head around, hoping to hear a reply from his boyfriends. Not to his surprise, he found himself talking alone. A young couple looked at him briefly before returning to their analysis of ceramic dishes. He felt a sting of embarrassment and cursed internally at Yoongi and Hosok for leaving him like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Namjoon wondered if the couple was moving as well. He guessed that they must have been nearly the same age as them. His brain couldn't help but compare to them in such similar and extremely different situations. He felt jealous of their normal behavior and about the fact that if someone didn't behave, it would have been easier to deal with only one person. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Already, but, my life is so hard, I'm in a thruple. <laughs> I'm in a thruple, yeah. <laughs> but there was no point in crying over spilled milk. That wasn't his case. And he was wholeheartedly in love with two idiots he lost in the huge store. <laughs> he wandered through the fake rooms, enjoying the fleeting peace, even considering an ottoman for their living room. Like the ring of a bell, a burst of laughter chimed from behind a bookshelf. Following the sound, he found the pair of red and white sneakers of Yoongi lying comfortably on a bed. He was looking at Hosok, who was standing on the other side, and waved a frog-shaped pillow. Junie, here you are, Hosok said, as it was him who vanished. <laughs> <laughs> Look, what do you think about this pillow? Cute, right? Hosok asked and flashed a smile for a second before directing his eyes at Yoongi. Young doesn't like it. No, I said it wouldn't match the curtains. Yoongi corrected Hosok from the bed with both hands placed over his stomach. He looked obscenely comfortable there. I can imagine. Mm -hmm. Namjoon couldn't care less about the pillow or the curtains, but if it made Hosok smile, it couldn't hurt anyone. Yeah, it's cute. Let him take it. You see, it is cute, Hosok said, giving a look at Yoongi with roll, who rolled his eyes. Guys, we still need a bed, Namjoon said, trying to make his boyfriends remember the main reason for going to Ikea. 
You like that one? He asked Yoongi, guessing by his body posture. It had a metal curved tube frame painted in blue. No, Yoongi scoffed as it was obvious. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be off with the rest of the furniture, and it's too small. On the corner of his eye, Namjoon spotted an employee that didn't look busy. It was a life-saving opportunity. Uh, hi, sorry, could you please, please help us? Namjoon asked politely, <laughs> trying to hide the desperation in his voice. Hi, sure, of course. What can I do for you? Yes, thank you. We are looking for beds. Uh, big beds. Oh, my Namjoon God. Namjoon said, <laughs> feeling, a li- feeling a little heat coming on his cheeks. Yes, we have some models available. That one is a double. We have it in a king size, too, she said as she pointed at the surface where Yoongi laid. Hosak inspected it from the side. Hmm, I don't love it. Also, the legs don't look real sturdy. I don't think they can handle Nam. Okay! Oh my God. <laughs> Namjoon, Namjoon clapped and cleared his throat. Could you show us uh, other models, he blurted, to protect the employee from listening to whatever followed Hosok's sentence. Yoongi nodded with unnerving serenity as Namjoon felt his neck burn. Sure, come with me. We have a new model that's just got in. She continued walking and explaining the new system they use and how it was environmentally more efficient. If Namjoon had a single brain cell that wasn't busy freaking out, he would have been more than happy to learn about the new technology. Still, all he could do was walk next to her and nod. Hosak followed behind with his froggy pillow, and Yoongi eventually joined, reluctantly leaving his warm spot. (laughs) The girl kindly showed them a wooden bed with a modern bed frame. This is a king size. Yoongi sat on the bed once again and laid flat on his back, just as if he were in the comfort of his own bed. Hosak followed, sitting on the opposite side of the bed. Namjoon stood next to the employee, hand on his pockets fidgeting with a loose thread. Seeing Yoongi and Hosok trying the bed only made it harder for him to focus on making a rational, well-informed decision. <laughs> At least, it was useful to calculate the size. Between Hosok and Yoongi, there was a gap big enough for him to lay comfortably. Hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> I like this one, Hosok said, as he patted the spot next to him. You like the mattress? We have to think about the bed, Yoongi said. Namjoon squinted his eyes, just about to protest that Yoongi's laying on the bed had nothing to do with him testing them. By any means, he ignored that fact and felt somewhat relieved that at least Yoongi was also thinking about the task at hand. I just can't believe they're having this whole conversation standing in front of this woman who works at Ikea. I know. Like, patting the bed with, like, a space in the middle, Namjoon-sized space Mm -hmm. in the middle. Like, you want to test it out, basically? I think it's so cute that they're having to get this new bed because of Namjoon being so large and that he's the one who's being so, like bashful and shy about the situation (laughs) yeah um like he's the one who really needs to be trying out the bed (laughs) yeah he's embarrassed but also um the bed frame obviously can't handle his strength yeah yeah that's that's what the concern yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh right hosak said and looked down to analyze the bed itself the nice employee continued explaining the design of the bed how it was crafted from restored wood the way it was oriented for modern decoration. Namjoon continued his mindless nodding while he was distracted thinking about possible ways to assure that the bed was sturdy enough. See? (laughs) (laughs) He didn't want the furniture to end up like his last bed. No piece of furniture deserved that. The incident triggered the idea of making something real that Namjoon had not realized could happen until then. 
Maybe fear had been blinding him, but the second he knew it was a real possibility, there was nothing else on his mind. Nothing else he wanted more than his boyfriend's moving in with him. It was Hosok the one who deadpanned it to them less than a week ago when the incident happened. So if you get a big bed, we could sleep together every night. Cute. Mm -hmm. Yoongi and Namjoon opened their eyes, amazed by the obvious statement that somehow they couldn't notice until that point. As if the mere fact of buying a bed made everything real. In the end, it was a happy accident, but he wanted this one to last. I think it matches perfectly with the side tables we already have, Yoongi said from the bed looking at Namjoon, while Hosok was busy taking selfies with his new pillow. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Namjoon replied, still caught in his thoughts. But you have to like it too, Yoongi said to Namjoon, and then he pushed Hosok's shoulders, making him spin his head with his mouth partially open. I, yeah, I like it, Namjoon said as he scratched his neck. Yoongi squinted his eyes at him silently, asking for an explanation. I just, do you think it, it has a strong structure? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Namjoon swallowed and closed his eyes. Hosok <laughs> laughed. Yeah, it looks like it, he said as he started to shamelessly jump on the bed, push it back and forth with, with his hip thrusts. Oh my god. Yoongi hummed while the bed only rocked his body less than an inch. Yes. Feels like it'll handle you. No! <laughs> Namjoon's face turned red, and the polite employee who remained calm gave them additional information about the frame and how it's guaranteed for a whole year. The he whole time. She's standing there the whole time. I know. Yeah, she's standing there the entire time. It's, it's pretty hilarious that they're having this conversation in front of her. <laughs> okay. Yoongi nodded. I think that's the one. A voice in Namjoon's head thought about any other options... But Yoongi's opinion was all he needed to hear. Also, it was a relief to not go through testing all the other beds. <laughs> it looked like it was go a good one, but maybe he was particularly biased, as his thoughts also included his two boyfriends on it. Mm -hmm. Okay. They had the bed delivered that Sunday morning, leaving the big box in the living room. It was scheduled to arrive that weekend, so they had time to arrange it. In spite of their plan, Yoongi had some last-minute work he had to do at the studio. Namjoon looked at the cardboard boxes, was fidgeting with a cutter in his hand, when Hosok appeared from his puffy eyes and his messed, hair, his messed up hair after spending the night out on their new old mattress. They decided to honor it by using it for one last night. Oh my god. Even if it was on the floor on the empty room. Oh, so that's why all the noise, he said taking an arm across Namjoon's waist. Our building adventure. I need some juice first, he said, leaving a kiss on Namjoon's cheek and walking into the kitchen. Oh my God, I love this Hobie. He sounds just so cute He's and so sweet. Best. He's really sweet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Namjoon dragged the box to the bedroom and started to run the cutter blade through the edges, ripping parts of the cardboard open impatiently when the cutter wasn't enough. Show off. Hosak <laughs> scoffed while moving the wood pieces on the floor and jiggling the plastic bags with screws. The instructions were soon enough buried below discarded boxes in small plastic bags torn in half. Hosak instructed, convinced of the way the pieces fitted together, and Namjoon blindly trusted him. He sounded confident enough, and building a bed, a simple structure like this one that they bought, couldn't be too hard. Or that's what he thought. 
For their ungrateful surprise, after attaching the side pieces together with the screws, they found the structure was unbalanced and couldn't stand without leaning on its side. Oh, no. After almost an hour of head scratches as they tried to figure out where it <laughs> went wrong, Hosok whined and dropped his body on the floor, spreading his arms and legs between the mess of screwdrivers, loose wood parts, and pieces of ripped cardboard. Namjoon's back was already aching by the position he had to work in. He sat on the free spot next to Hosok on the ground and who who teased him with light kicks. We need Yoongi, Namjoon exhaled, defeated. <laughs> we said we need Yoongi, Namjoon exhaled, defeated. We can say we tried, Hosok said. <laughs> Namjoon laid a hand on the weird construction they achieved. It was probably the first time he regretted trying. Oh. <laughs> that's just no, so that's pathetic. Like so sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Escaping from the imminent problem, they abandoned their uneven construction and went to the living room to find the new mattress leaning against the wall. They shared a look, sinking their thoughts, and walked to each, each side of the mattress, flopping it on the floor and covering almost the whole room. Namjoon flopped his body down, his exhale sharp by the weight of Hosok's body landing on him. Hosok started to stretch as if beneath him was only the mattress and Namjoon, squeezing him as a pillow. Hosok struggled a bit, but they soon dropped on the side and Namjoon spooned Hosok. Cute. Young's gonna kill us, Namjoon said <laughs> as his eyelids drooped, his brain hazy as he turned to Hosok. Only silence from the other end. The afternoon sun warmed up the room, easing his sore muscles as he drifted off. Namsok! Namsok! Oh, yeah. cute. All of a sudden, a movement awakened him as he felt his arms lighter and emptier. When he opened his eyes, Namjoon saw Hosok sitting up and looking behind him with the widest eyes. <sighs> Namjoon followed after him and noticed Yoongi sitting on the table eating something from Tupperware, his eyes boring at them with an unreadable expression. Guilt came over him like a wave. Fuck. Yoongi was going to hate them, and he was, in his he was in the right place to do so. He had to work on a weekend, and they couldn't build the damn bed. Yoongi, uh, we... We're sorry, Namjoon mumbled, his head drooping and his shoulders slipping like a kicked puppy. Oh, no. No. Yoongi's shoulders shook as he laughed silently and swallowed. I already knew that there was a high chance this could happen, he said and shrugged. You thought I counted on your building skills? He asked as he, <laughs> as he pointed at them with his fork. Yoongi flopped back onto the mattress. It was hard, he whined. Namjoon furred his eyebrows. You didn't say that before, he said, until a kick from his liar stopped him. Sorry, <laughs> Young, Namjoon said. Don't worry, we can sleep here tonight and get to it tomorrow. Yay, slumber party, <laughs> Hosok cheered, throwing his arms in the air. But Hosaka lost his popcorn privileges, Yoongi said. <laughs> what? Why me? Hosok claimed as he incorporated on his knees. It's obviously your fault. You never read instructions. <laughs> Junie didn't, too. At least he apologized, Yoongi said, scraping the bottom of his Tupperware. Hosok pouted. Mm, sorry, Young. Yoongi flashed a smile for a second before pressing it back to, his, to form his lips into a frown. Mm, no, he said, <sighs> shaking his head. Throwing a tantrum like a three-year-old, Hosok buried his face on the mattress with a long grunt, his limbs flailing dramatically, 
threatening to kick Namjoon as he tried to duck for it. The sound continued for a while, and Namjoon couldn't stand seeing him like that. I'll share mine. No! Namjoon whispered <laughs> as he caressed his hair. Hosok shifted his head to give him a winning smile. Judah! Yoongi exclaimed, his eyes opening wider. Namjoon only shrugged. It was definitely beyond his control. He will never learn like this, Yoongi <laughs> said as he shook his head and walked into the kitchen. Oh my god, I love it. Oh my god. A punch on Namjoon's ribs woke him up. His eyes closed tighter as his hands pressed on the hurting spot before he blinked and noticed Hosok's knee dangerously close to him. His body spread between him and Yoongi, who was curled up in a ball on the other end of the wide mattress. Even if this was the first night that he could sleep considerably more comfortable, it seemed like there was no surface wide enough that could save them from energetic twists and turns of Hosok while he slept. Last night, they stayed up until their eyes were sore, binging the latest cooking reality show. They had to stop before the last episode as soon as they noticed how Namjoon was dozing off. The sight of his ribs still hurt, but he was distracted by the sight of his boyfriend sleeping deeply next to him on their new mattress. Their mattress, their bed, their home. Uh, his still sleepy mind lingered in that thought, giving him a new feeling of security. It had been a very good investment. Hosok rolled once again, throwing an arm across Nam Namjoon, which he grabbed before it slapped his face and placed on his chest. Hosok's hand patted him and dragged him closer to his side, then wrapping his body completely with his leg. That morning, or most of the day really, they spent rolling between sleepy kisses and cuddles on the still too new plastic smelling mattress. That was until Hosok's leg landed on Yoongi, making him wake up and Yoongi decided to prepare breakfast, not before earning an insult from his elder. After recovering enough energy thanks to their brunch, they made a beeline to the bedroom. The slightly odd-shaped structure stood inefficiently in the middle of the room. For Namjoon, it didn't look as horrendously wrong as Yoongi made it sound like. Yoongi scoffed something and grabbed the wrinkled instruction booklet um, <laughs> after kicking some cardboard out of its way. Namjoon and Hosok stood looking at it and waiting for orders like two trained dogs. Yoongi shifted lazily through the pages, not actually reading its content. <laughs> okay, first thing, undo this, Yoongi ordered. They both nodded, and before they could say anything, Yoongi had left the room. They looked at each other as Namjoon realized he needed some music to, mo to motivate himself and avoid going back to sleep, after coming to the dangerous realization that he would do perfectly fine without a bed. Yeah, if they don't fix it, they're going to just end up sleeping on the floor forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As soon as he pressed play on a random playlist, an awfully acute noise interrupted making his head spin to find Hosok holding the automatic screwdriver and his eyes wide open. A sigh escaped from his body as, as his brain figured it was going to be a long afternoon. When they finished unscrewing their mess, Yoongi had comforted himself in a corner of the room with a pillow, an iced coffee, and the iPad on his lap. Once in a while, he looked at the instructions and pointed, directing the execution of the furniture. They followed the orders without any objection as Yoongi sipped his coffee. I love that for him. I know. It's perfect. I can see it yeah. going on. Yes. <laughs> Namjoon was surprised by how fast they finished, and Yoongi attributed it to his presence and surveillance. Clearly. Yeah. They placed the mattress on the bed as soon as it was done, and Yoongi landed his body on top of it, stretching like a cat. 
Hosok joined, jumping on the bed's comfortable surface. Yoongi turned around to look at Namjoon, who was standing at the end of the bed. What are you waiting for? Ah! He said as he tapped his hand on the free spot between Hosok and himself. Namjoon pressed a smile and sat down, then drooping back on his back. He closed his eyes and sighed as Yoongi's fingers buried in his hair, his body giving into the touch. He felt a brief kiss on his lips before opening his eyes to find Yoongi's face hovering over him. Go take a shower and we can order something. I love how they're taking care of him. I know, I know. Like, they're all taking care of each other. They're taking care of each yeah. other, yeah. Um, so then Hosok, I'm just going to summarize this. Hosok and Namjoon end up going and taking a shower together. Okay, it's I love pretty that. pretty great. So after their shower, they walked to the bedroom, and their hair was still damp, smelling fresh as ever, to find Yoongi laying over the new bed that they chose. Well, actually, Yoongi picked and defended with an uncountable amount of valid arguments. He watched how Hosok jumped on Yoongi after throwing the towel to the floor, and Yoongi grunted, pushing him off. No, you're still wet. Get off, Yoongi sh- struggled. <laughs> Suddenly, Namjoon froze. <laughs> His mind flashing images of the night he and Yoongi were working in the studio at almost two in the morning, only a few months ago, trying to finish, trying to finish a track that was taking them forever. Some was Yoongi's responsibility by his unnerving strive for perfection, but still, Namjoon had his part by being completely as- obsessed with making his ideas real. He remembered how exhausted they were and how Hosok always came to comfort them. He recalled the night that changed everything, how hard the following weeks had been, how terrible he felt, making him try to ignore it. But most of all, he remembered how they were always there for him. Even when he rejected them at first, they were always patient and caring. How the day Namjoon realized that they had embraced him for the same love they have always had. Their bed was more than a bed. It was a statement of how they chose to go back to the ones they loved every night. Juna, Yoongi's voice brought him back to the present moment, noticing his cheeks were wet. Both Yoongi and Hosok looked at him. Are you okay? Yoongi asked. Namjoon smiled and nodded. He couldn't be better. It was just hard to believe. Come here, Hosok claimed as he grabbed his wrist and pulled him into bed. He laughed, and both of his boyfriends trapped him, one on each side, squeezing him and burying him with kisses. Hi, this is Bethany from Standing BTS. After you check out the latest episode of our show, be sure to check out some of the other great programs on Consequence Podcast Network, including The What Podcast, a weekly podcast by two Bonnaroo veterans exploring and highlighting the live music scene, or Kyle Meredith With, where you can find interviews with all of your favorite musicians and bands, Hosted by Kyle Meredith, new episodes air weekly on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Or Going There with Dr. Mike, an interview podcast series in which clinical psychologist and life coach Dr. Mike Friedman talks with musicians about the crossroads where music and mental health meet. Head over to consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. It's kind of fluffy, but it's so sweet that Namjoon has this like 
moment of realization of like he's in this throuple like they're all just like producing music but they were always there for him yeah and they would like yeah they would work late into the night and they'd sleep together and now they're at this point of moving in and he's like eternally grateful and happy and he cried he cried yeah but it's just such a First of all, I loved how the story started out. Like, mm-hmm. the Ikea adventure was just funny, and all mm-hmm. their personalities, like, it pulled different parts of their personalities into the story, and, like, I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And I felt like as it continued and as they got into the bed making, and, like, it really developed more it than, did, more yeah. than you know, just them being around Ikea in such an unexpected way. Like, I didn't expect to have such a sweet, cute ending. Mm-hmm. Like... Wow. I love that Namjoon and Hosok messed up the bed. Yeah. And that Yoongi is just like instructing them on how to like build it from the corner, giving Hosok shit for not reading the instructions and then yeah. him not reading the instructions himself. <laughs> I also love <laughs> that Hosok was like a whiny baby. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, just adorable because you know when he's like goes into cute mode and mm-hmm. he like, I can totally envision him doing say and no. saying all of those things. Mm-hmm. You can't say no. How could Namjoon say no to giving him popcorn? You I know. know. How could Yoongi even say he doesn't get popcorn? How could Yoongi do that? Yeah. How? Yeah, I know. Anyways, I love that. Thank yeah, you for sharing. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Okay, so my fanfic is called Unfinished, and it's by Fruitily. It was published on May 4th of 2017. Um, it has a little over 10,000 words, but that's also including the second chapter, which is an epilogue, which I'm not going to share. Yeah. Um, there's 203 comments, 3,589 kudos, wow, and a total of 39,603 hits. So this Dang, is like... it's a popular one. Yeah, this is one of the most popular, probably the most popular one I've ever done, mm-hmm. but it's so good, so I'm excited to share it. Um, so I am going to read most of it because I really enjoy the writing um, and just the way that the story is told. But I will summarize um, some of it as well because it, it is uh, lengthy. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into it. Okay. Telling Namjoon his house is haunted goes exactly like Yoongi thought it would. In Namjoon's studio on a tired afternoon in mid-September, the kind where they mostly sit around conversing lazily instead of working, the kind where Yoongi is on his fourth cup of iced coffee and Namjoon comments, not for the first time this week or that month for that matter, on how exhausted he seems lately. My house is haunted, Yoongi said simply. Namjoon stares at him. Yoongi watches him arrive to the only logical solution, that Yoongi is using some kind of exclusively metaphorical language that no one except for the pretentious university professors and Kim Namjoon uses. (laughs) Memories can feel like ghosts in a way, he says, nodding, and then proceeds into a very one-sided conversation about how everything is temporary and the pointlessness of life. (laughs) Yoongi has witnessed Namjoon's various states of existential crisis countless of times. He listens absentmindlessly, tracing a drop of water sliding down the cup with his fingertip. Anyway, the ghost, he cuts in before Namjoon can start proving that God is dead or some shit. Oh my gosh. It's called Jungkook, and he's unfortunately not a metaphor for the past, and he's making my life a a living hell. Would you Uh, like to meet him? Okay. Mm -hmm. So Yoongi's living in a haunted house. Yes. And the ghost that is haunting him is Jungkook. Jungkook. (gasps) 
Love it. I yes. love this for you particularly because you just love like haunted I know. story, like ghost well, I stories. Just it was fun, and just the way the story starts in mid-September, it's like freaking mid-September right, right now. now. So yeah, perfect. It was timely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So to go on, Yoongi met Jung Jung Guk a month into moving into Seoul. Weird stuff had been happening since the beginning. First of all, the second floor apartment was suspiciously affordable, but Yoongi wasn't about to question it, being, frankly speaking, broke as fuck. Second of all, the apartment was always cold, some spots being colder than the rest of the house. And third of all, there were noises. Mostly at night, the clanking of cabinet doors and something that sounded like footsteps, sometimes eerie laughter from a distance, and more than once, Yoongi could swear that he heard a voice singing along with him in the shower. When it happened the second time, Yoongi stared at the tiled wall blankly and resignedly accepted that he was finally descending into madness. However, he soon learned that there was no correlation between his declining mental health and the weird occurrences, as the cause to his problems turned out to be the bratty ghost of a 19-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. It went like this. Yoongi came home from the studio on a fairly normal day in early August, tired out of his mind, thinking about how he just wanted to collapse into bed and not get up unless the situation absolutely demanded it. Like if the room spontaneously combusted, which one was not completely unlikely and two might not be enough to still make him get up. He opened the bedroom door and found himself looking at a stranger, which was already weird, but there was also the fact that rather than sitting on top of his bed, the boy was hovering half a meter above it as if suspended in the air, casually in a cross-legged position and regarding Yoongi with a weirdly critical stare. Young, I've been haunting you for a month now, and you haven't noticed? No exorcist, Ouija boards, not even a little bit of freaking out? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Yoongi stared. He stared, and then wordlessly, he backed out of the room and pulled the door shut. Really? You're still ignoring me? Suddenly, something very cold went through him. It was like walking through an ice block or being refrigerated. It was hard to explain, but it made Yungi's entire body shiver. He looked up, and the ghost was in front of him, having slid through both the bedroom door and Yungi. I swear, I got the most disappointing person ever to be stuck with. I'm a ghost. I'm literally dead. And you're not even going to scream? Is, is this what happens when I go 36 hours on only black coffee and no sleep? Yungi mumbled. <laughs> the ghost looked both incredulous and amazed, folding his arms and cocking his head in a way that made the brown hair on his forehead bounce a little bit. It looked very real, and Yungi couldn't take his eyes off it. You worry me, dude. The ghost cranked his neck around. Look, what do I have to do? Hmm, here. Before Yungi could register it, one of his coats had sprung off the coat rack, flown through the air, and hit him square in the face. He did scream then, but only a little bit, and only because he stumbled and fell backwards on his ass. The ghost laughed, and the sound... The ghost laughed, the sound loud and lively for a dead person. But the weirdest thing was that Yungi remembered hearing it before. That was real, right? The ghost was grinning. You're going to explain, Yungi said from the floor, tossing the coat aside, and I'm going to drink. Thank fuck for his habit of always keeping some soju around. Jungkook followed right behind him to the kitchen, but Yungi refused to acknowledge him until he downed a shot. 
He then turned to the ghost, really taking him in. He was an actual, real live ghost, pale, a little bit see-through, hovering cross-legged in the air. He was definitely more attractive than the creepy movie ghost with long black hair and missing limbs. <laughs> he was young, with pretty eyes, a plump lower lip, and brown hair that curled on his forehead. He was dressed like a modern college kid would, wore jeans and a white t-shirt, wiry muscles evident underneath. On an impulse, Yungi swung an arm at him. It went through him like he wasn't there, and there was the weird, overwhelmingly cold sensation. The ghost flashed a smile. Yungi took another shot. I have some questions, Casper, Yungi said, pointing the shot glass. No, pointing the shot Casper. glass. I know. <laughs> He's just like shooting soju shots. Yeah. And that's like what he needs to be able to talk to Jungkook, this ghost. Oh, yeah. I also love that Jungkook is like so persistent and is annoyed <laughs> that he's not getting any reaction from Yungi. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck? He's like, why aren't you engaging with me at all? Yeah. <laughs> so he's pointing the shot glass at Jungkook and then decides to pour another. And Jungkook goes, it's Jungkook, like not Casper. Mm -hmm. Okay, Jungkook. He tilted his head to throw back the shot. He poured another. So you're dead. You're real and I'm not hallucinating. And I haven't been hallucinating for the past month. That is correct, Jungkook said, nodding. Well, fuck me. Well, that's <laughs> a bit straightforward. The ghost cocked his head. I think we should slow it down a bit. What am I supposed to do about this? Yunki said blankly. Call the Ghostbusters? You don't have to do anything, Jungkook said, except maybe stop walking around the bedroom to bathroom like naked because I'm like seeing everything, you know, <laughs> and I just told you we should take it slow, right? Yugi opened his mouth, then gave up and closed it. <laughs> we need house rules, he concluded weakly and reached for another bottle of alcohol. When Yugi woke up at the kitchen table the next morning, surrounded by three empty bottles of soju, he thought it had been a weird alcohol-induced dream for five good seconds. Then Jungkook popped out of the kitchen wall, causing Yugi to bump his knee against the table leg and knock over a bottle. You're still here, he mumbled. Probably for all eternity, the ghost said cheerfully, and Yugi lowered his forehead on the table. So that was like their first little meet cue. Yeah. They go on. Yungi used to live alone before coming to Seoul. He got his first apartment when he was 15, and he's been alone since. He likes it that way. It's peaceful, and he likes having time for himself. Namjoon would say that all he has is time for himself since he doesn't have any friends, but, well... It was supposed to be like that this time, too, when he moved to the capital to work at Namjoon's recording studio to make songs. Instead of peace and quiet, he got the, part, the apartment with the resident asshole of a ghost that keeps him <laughs> awake at nights by singing medleys of TV show theme songs and breaks all of his plates trying to levitate them around from one room to the next. Namjoon and Jungkook get along surprisingly well. Surprisingly, because Jungkook is a little shit, as proved by the fact that when Yugi brings Namjoon over, the first thing they see are the words get out all over Yugi's living room and wall in something red. Oh my gosh. That prick, Yugi groans and proceeds to explain to Namjoon that Jungkook loves the dramatics and he's about as harmless as Casper the friendly ghost, if Casper was less friendly and more of an asshole. <laughs> So Get Out was written in, like, tomato sauce. And during this time, Yoongi has to clean it up. And he's thinking, like, God damn it, Jungkook, you little shit using my last tomato sauce. Mm -hmm. um, so anyways, from the first moment, Namjoon was nothing but wildly open-minded about the idea of a supernatural being residing in Yoongi's home. Yoongi knew that he would be excited, but then Jungkook 
goes on to receive a million questions from Namjoon about what dying is like and what it is. And <laughs> Jungkook is just like, dude, I don't know. Yeah. Like, he doesn't remember anything from it. Um, so they do get along very well, though, Jungkook and Namjoon. I'm not going to go into all of it, but they they like each other and they like to hang out with Yoongi as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Namjoon leaves for the first time, Jungkook says... I didn't think you'd have such a cool friend, Young. Uh, you should bring more people over. Just being with you is dull. Sometimes I feel like I might die all over again because you're so boring. Oh, no. How <laughs> mean. Yungi merely rolls his eyes. Go haunt someone else then. <laughs> you know I can't leave this place, Jungkook pouts. The face he's making really reminds Yungi of that that boy is four years younger than him. I was all alone before you came. I had no one to talk to. You should have had some sympathy. Maybe I should move out, Yoongi muses. But there isn't any real weight in his words, and for a while, Jungkook almost panicked. Don't move out, he says hurriedly. Don't leave me here. Yoongi looks at him, surprised. Jungkook fidgets. Yoongi wonders if a ghost can blush. I'm not going to, he says slowly. Then uh, he says, you like me that much, huh? Jungkook shoots him an unimpressed glare and summons up a gust of wind that messes up Yoongi's hair. Oh. So Yoongi thinks that Jungkook is a really, really terrible ghost. And <laughs> like he's like, what kind of lame ghost writes threats with tomato sauce on a wall? Yeah. Um, but like literally Jungkook cheers Yoongi's day up. Um, oh. Like he... Um, Oh, he makes clothes fly around the room like invisible actors to, like, put on a show for Yoongi. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Um, he, like, will, when Yoongi is gone, like, at the recording studio, Jungkook will, like, make a shamble pillow fort and blanket fort that, like, when Yoongi gets home, they sit in the b- pillow fort together. Oh. Like, he's just... So they hang out and he amuses him. They hang out yeah. and they amuse each other. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, Jungkook, as much as he can be, like, this annoying brat, like, he has all of these redeeming ghostly qualities that start to grow on Yoongi. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yoongi just... <laughs> he's like, I'm not supposed to be laughing this much with someone who's haunting me. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Jungkook's laugh... Yungi has thought a lot about this recently, is that it sounds like a melody and that you're sure you've heard it before, but you can't remember where. It reminds Yungi of a piano playing a beautiful and melancholic tune somewhere a little bit far away. He sort of wants to write it down, turn it into notes. He goes to the studio with a sheet full of messily written notes and uh, the working title Haunting and plays it through the piano when Namjoon's away. It doesn't sound completely right yet. He wonders briefly if Jungkook would sing it if he wrote up lyrics. He doesn't know if it's possible to get his voice on record or if it would be a bundle of garbled sounds and static. Maybe he'll try. Namjoon comes in and catches the last few bars. I didn't know you were working on something, he says, raising a brow. It's unfinished, Yungi mumbles and shoves the papers into his bag. Young, Jungkook says when he comes home, it's almost Christmas, isn't it? It's snowing outside. Yungi sheds his overcoat and shakes the snow out of his hair with one hand. Yeah, he says, in a week. When Jungkook doesn't say anything, Yungi looks up at him. The ghost looks lost in thought, head tilted absent mindless, mindlessly, like he's gone somewhere else. It's weird, he says. 
I used to really like Christmas. I liked the city and how they put up all the lights. And I liked the snow and how people were happier and warmer and kinder. When I walked through the city, I didn't feel like I was alone. It's the first time Jungkook really talks about his life before death. Yoongi has never cared much about Christmas. He gives a phone call to his parents, maybe grabs a drink with Namjoon if he's around, but other than that, he doesn't bother, which is why it's weird that on Christmas Eve, he goes out and gets a small tree and a bunch of colorful lights and afterwards walks around a bit snapping pictures of the crowded streets and colorful storefronts. I'm not done, he says upon entering home before Jungkook can say anything. He lowers his carryings on the floor and goes back out. He re-enters, carrying a plastic bucket full of snow in each hand. You can make it snow, right? He cocks an eyebrow, holding a bucket at Jungkook. He watches as the expression on Jungkook's face shifts slowly from surprised to something so purely happy and excited that he feels his heart beat a little faster. The snow rises from the bucket in small chunks until it's all the way up to the ceiling above their heads. Then it explodes into a thousand pieces and it's snowing all over the living room. It looks like it's going to be a bitch to clean up the water, but Yoongi watches Jungkook, who's laughing and spinning around in the air a little bit, and he isn't even mad. He brought the outside to him. He brought the snow. So he could experience the snow and play with it. Oh my gosh. The second bucket ends up being dumped all over Yoongi, which he kind of knew was coming. So they set up the tree, and Jungkook kind of affects the lights a little bit with his ghost self, like makes one burn out and whatever. But they end up setting up this really cute tree in the corner of the living room with like red and green lights and tinsel. Mm-hmm. And then Yoongi has another surprise for Jungkook. Try not to mess up my phone with your ghost energy, but I have something to show you, Yungi says, and swipes through the pictures he took in the city. They even include a selfie with the mall Santa. I elbowed a kid to get this one, he says. Jungkook <laughs> makes a small ma- Jungkook makes small gasping noises. It's pretty adorable and laughs at the selfie. When he gets to the video, he presses play and watches Jungkook out of the corner of his eye rather than the phone screen. What was the name? The mall Santa asks, leaning off the camera to catch the name. Jungkook comes in Yoongi's voice. Jungkook, Santa talks at the camera. Your friend told me you couldn't be here this Christmas, but that's all right. The Christmas magic will reach you wherever you are. I believe you've been good this year. Actually, he's pretty much a pain in my ass, says Yoongi behind the camera. (laughs) The Santa breaks into laughter. That's what he says. But between us, I think he cares about you a lot. That's one of the greatest things to have, Jungkook, a friend who loves you. I wish you all the peace and happiness and a merry, merry Christmas. The video cuts out. Yoongi puts the phone away, and he's sort of nervous to look at Jungkook, who's all quiet at his shoulder. You did this for me, Jungkook says, and Yoongi looks at him properly, finally. The ghost isn't looking at him, his gaze fixed somewhere above Yoongi's shoulder. He's worrying his bottom lip between his teeth and looking strangely soft. I'm not even alive. Weakly, Yoongi shrugs one shoulder. But you're real, he says. You still matter. Oh, I just can't believe that he did this. Yeah, Yoongi did all of this so that Jungkook could have... A Christmas. Yeah. And then it's also so interesting that Yoongi never really did anything special for Christmas until 
theory is with Jungkook, this ghost, Mm -hmm. and he wants to make it super special for him. Well, it's like Jungkook would want nothing more than to be living and to be able to go out and experience Christmas. So it's almost like Yoongi feels, why am I taking it for granted? Yeah. I just think it's so precious that he got the mall Santa to record a video for him. Yeah. Mm, Okay. So, um... For a, f- for a confusing while, Yoongi thinks Jungkook might start crying. He's not even sure if ghosts can cry. He mildly panics because what is he supposed to do if Jungkook starts crying and he can't even touch him? But then a small smirk pulls at Jungkook's lips and Yoongi knows he's about to be a brat. So, you love me? <gasps> Yoongi groans. Please. Santa said so. I knew you would fixate on that, Yoongi sighs, <laughs> and does a shitty job at suppressing a smile. Um, so just to summarize the next part, Namjoon is really starting to notice how much Yoongi is enjoying Jungkook's company. He says he does not complain about Jungkook anymore. Or he'll say like one little complaint and then list off like five amazing things after that. That, that they've done together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So Namjoon, his only other friend is very much picking up on it and giving him shit about it too. Mm-hmm. It's really great. Um, so Yoongi gets home from work. Young, he feels something icy on his cheek. And when he turns around, he finds himself staring into Jungkook's doe eyes, startlingly close, their faces inches apart. What are you doing? Yoongi manages, unable to look away. I kissed your cheek, Jungkook declares and smiles. Oh. That cocky smile, which means he's especially satisfied with himself. Welcome home. You, Yoongi starts and then stumbles a little bit as he moves backwards, making a slightly unstable 180 degrees towards the bedroom. I'm, I need to take a nap. How is it that when he raps, the words flow out effortlessly, but he stumbles with his words around the ghost of a 19-year-old boy who does awful cheesy stuff like trying to kiss his cheek when he obviously can't. Yoongi doesn't get himself sometimes. (laughs) It's almost spring now, and the sun is getting warmer, and the snow is almost gone. Yoongi feels like he's older than before, but Jungkook's still the same, and the song is still unfinished. Why are you here? Yoongi asks one evening. Hmm? Jungkook cocks his head in the way that makes his hair fall in his eyes. Yoongi has found the small movement is kind of enthralling to him for some reason. Why are you asking that now? Uh, He shrugs one shoulder and says, because I've never asked before. Jungkook I'm surprised, like, okay, that would be my first question. Is yeah. like, why are you here? Like, yeah. what was your life before this? Yeah, I guess yeah. he never, I think he said, and, and he'll go on to say it, so I'll just summarize it. I think mm-hmm. he, he's like, I did ask that, like, right when he first got here, like, oh, what are you doing here? In a frustrated way, but not actually purposefully asking, like, why are you stuck here? Like, yeah. what do you think is keeping you here? Why can't you move on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so Jungkook basically says to him, I don't remember. And he has a slow frown appearing on his face. I don't remember dying. I think I used to remember, but now everything before my death is getting fuzzier. What do you remember? Yoongi asks. Jungkook considers for a while, chewing on his lower lip like he does when he's in thought, his eyes searching for something like he's trying hard to remember. I wasn't born here, he says finally. I was born in Busan. I came here when I was 17. I ran away from home. I remember that part. He goes silent for a while, and Yoongi waits. I remember the first Christmas after after I came here. But after that, it gets... I, I don't know if I lived in this apartment. I don't remember dying. I, I just remember being dead. 
He meets Yungi's eyes. He looks troubled and sad, and Yungi doesn't like it. It's okay if you don't remember, he says, but Jungkook doesn't seem convinced. He's uncharacteristically silent. Then, a small smile forms on his face. Well, I think my purpose for being here is to make your life difficult, Young, he says. <laughs> Yungi reaches behind his neck, grabs a pillow, and flings it at Jungkook. It goes through his right shoulder and bounces off the floor, but hey, it's the thought that counts. Jungkook laughs as he floats away, but Yungi feels like there's something sad in the air. It feels like cold morning fog on his skin. The apartment has grown so cold that Yungi has to wear two sweaters at all times. On top of that, he hasn't seen Jungkook in three days, and it's been quiet. Oh, no. Cabinet doors are staying shut. His furniture is staying where it's supposed to be, and the place almost seems like normal. Yungi doesn't like it. He stands in his living room, hands tucked under his armpits for warmth, calls out to Jungkook. I know you're here, brat, he says, raising his voice. So come on out. We have to talk. He looks around, but Jungkook doesn't appear. Listen, I don't care if I have to get a damn Ouija board to get a hold of you. I will do it, and it will be ridiculous, and you're going to laugh so hard. So you'll give yourself away anyway, so you might as well just come out now. Jungkook comes out. And um, he seems more translucent and he's admitting a little bit of a ghostly glow now. Um, but what's interesting is that he looks more solid, the most solid that Yungi's ever seen him. So he has like this ghost aura, but he looks almost as if Yungi feels like he could touch him and actually yeah, feel him. Less transparent. Yeah, less yeah. transparent. Cook, what's wrong? Then jokingly to lighten the mood, you're turning this entire place into a giant freezer. I can't help it. I don't want to, but I don't know how to control it. And he starts to get a little worried. Yungi comforts him, says, don't freak out. Just tell me what's wrong. It's getting harder and harder to remember anything about my life. I'm not sure if I had siblings. I don't remember who my best friend was. It's like I'm fading away. You're not fading away, Yungi says. I'll help you look into your past if you want. But that's also like, it's what I'm scared of. Yungi frowns. Why are you scared? If I remember what happened, I think I might disappear, Yungi. I don't want to disappear. So Yungi is now up at 4 a.m. researching online, trying to figure out who Jungkook is, where he came from, and like desperately looking, not finding anything. At one point, Jungkook even comes into the room like, what are you doing? And he just sends him away. Like, you yeah. know, don't come in here. Um, but he's really, he's not finding anything. Um, so out of desperation, he turns to Namjoon, and Namjoon says that he has a friend, Park Jimin, ah. um, and that Jimin might be able to help him. He says that he had recently reconnected with him. He moved to Seoul, and they went out for drinks, and he mentioned to Jimin that he has a friend who has a ghost, and Jimin told him that he also had a ghost. He had a similar situation where he had a ghost haunting. Oh, okay. Um, so Namjoon had kind of offered to exchange their numbers so that way they could get together and hopefully get some answers. Um, so Yoongi uh, calls Jimin, says, this may sound weird, and I already regret doing this, but Namjoon says you might be able to help with a, a ghost-related thing. Ah, Jimin says, you're the one with the ghost problem. Yeah, I could say I'm familiar with the situation. Yungi shifts his weight from one foot to another and feels so, sort of awkward and ridiculous. Jimin says, you want to get rid of your ghost? No, Yungi says, I want to make sure he stays. 
Park Jimin comes over the next day. He's shorter than Yoongi, pretty face, bright orange hair, and a brighter smile. Ron of course. Era, amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, almost immediately after meeting him, Yoongi finds himself thinking that he sort of understands what Namjoon was talking about when he said, if, if you knew him, you'd understand Park Jimin. Oh, it's cold, Jimin comments in the living room. Because of him? It's because he's sad and scared, Yoongi says. Jimin looks at him and smiles. Can I meet him? I'm warning you, he's a brat, Yoongi says, and then raising his voice, Oi, cook, I know you're watching, get your ghost ass out here. Jungkook responds by sending a pillow at Yoongi before coming out of the opposite wall. Yoongi catches it without missing a beat. This is the resident malefactor, Jungkook. Yoongi introduces, gesturing between the ghost and Jimin half-heartedly. Jungkook, this is Jimin, he's here to help, so don't be a dick. That's cool. You can send stuff flying. Jimin sounds excitedly, genuinely excited. What about a person? Can you lift him in the air? I've tried, Jungkook sighs, but I've only managed to lift him a couple inches. Young should lose some weight, don't you think? Yoongi can already tell they're going to get along. He rolls his eyes. Mm -hmm. So Jimin sets up in the living room to tell his story, his backstory of his ghost haunting. So back when Jimin lived in Busan, he had a ghost in his apartment named Taeyang. Ah, who's also around the same age as Jungkook. And he hadn't been around for so long, and he was new to the whole being dead thing. Um, he was very lonely and confused, and he used to cause power outages and make windows freeze over on accident. But ultimately, Young was kind and bright and bubbly, and him and Jimin became friends quickly. He loved hearing about the outside world, and Jimin loved gossiping to him. Jimin says that, I didn't want him to go. It may be selfish, but honestly, I didn't. But he disappeared, Jungkook asked. He's captivated by the story, leaning forward, and Yoongi thinks that they were, if they were breathing, he'd be holding his breath. Yoongi remembers how lost and scared he had looked under the flickering light. I like to phase, phrase it like, he moved on, Jimin says looking up. But honestly, I don't know what's out there. I don't know where he went or where he is now. How did it happen, Yoongi asks. It was gradual, Jimin said. He started fading, losing his memories. He said like he felt like he was losing himself, like he was slowly fading out of existence. It became harder for him to keep a visible form. Towards the end, it was just his voice sometimes. This is how ghosts turned into poltergeists. They linger without knowing their purpose. Yoongi swallows. He's squeezing his hands into fists so tightly that his knuckles are turning white. He unclenches them. Jungkook on his right looks like a statue. So I found out what happened to him, how he died. The only way was to make him face it. After that, he went away and I never saw him again. I don't know if, if he had the choice to say, if he may have some say in it, but I think that even then he would have chosen to go. He didn't really belong here. In the end, I don't hold anything against him, but I still miss him. Jimin finishes his story and they um, he kind of apologizes for leaving him with this for leaving both of them with this sense of hopelessness that yeah that he, Jungkook inevitably is going to move on and, and fade that away he's, yeah basically going to fade away yeah mm -hmm. so um, Yoongi says before um, Jimin leaves he actually says hey about Young, I think he's at peace now I think he's okay and that comforted uh, Jimin in a way a few days after Jimin's visit, the apartment was still very cold and it just made Yoongi's chest ache because it means that Jungkook is still sad and scared. Jungkook says, I'm going to lose myself eventually. Then I will either become an angry, restless presence or go somewhere else. Go where? A place like heaven or hell or will I just disappear? 
We will figure this out, Yingi says firmly. I will do everything. I won't let you opt out so easily. Jungkook looks at him with a strange sort of look in his eyes. Then a lopsided smile appears on his face. It's not nearly as big and cocky as it should be, but it's something. You like me that much, huh? He repeats Yungi's own words from ages ago at him. Brat, Yungi doesn't work all that hard at suppressing a smile. God help me, I do actually. So Yungi is still doing everything that he can do to try to figure something out. But ultimately, um, one night, Yungi wakes up to Jungkook repeating "Young, Young" in his ear with the familiar coldness washing through his body. He says, what is it? Are you okay? I'm fading, Jungkook says. Mm-hmm. When Yungi looks at him, he knows he's right. When Jungkook used to be a sharp, slightly see-through, he's definitely dimmer now, and Yungi can see the closet behind him clearly. I can feel myself fading. I'm trying to stop it, but it's taking a lot of energy. Just look at me when Jungkook rambles on. He sits up and gets closer to him. Look at me, Cook. Jungkook looks at him. Even with a dim appearance, his eyes still seem like they have a light of their own. Calm down, he says. And it's for the both, both of them. You're still here. You're still with me. Focus on me. Jungkook still looks scared, but he nods, never taking his eyes off Yoongi. And Yoongi has never wished he could touch him more than he does right now. He lets out a shaky breath. The exterior slips just a little bit. Jungkook, he says, even though he's not sure what he's going to say next. Still, Jungkook looks like he understands. It's okay, Young. I'll hold on for you. You can go back to sleep. If you're not here when I wake up, I'm going to kick your ghost ass, Yungi says. And <laughs> Jungkook laughs the haunting melodic sound. Yungi closes his eyes and presses it deep into his memory. Lie down with me, he asks. And though all technically not possible, Jungkook, rumors, Jungkook humors him, uh, settling on his side close to Yungi. Yungi rolls over to face him. The sheets don't crease under Jungkook, and he's worryingly see-through. But despite that, it's almost real enough. It's almost enough to m- imagine Jungkook actually there in his physical body lying next to Yungi. Stay with me, Yungi murmurs, the sleep taking over. And it's selfish, just like Jimin said. I really wish I had known you earlier, Jungkook whispers. It's the last thing Yungi hears. I really, really wish that. When Yungi wakes up in the morning, Jungkook is gone. No. He panics, his heart racing in his chest. Cook, he calls out, scrambling out of bed. His leg gets caught in the blanket and he kicks it away, cursing. Jungkook, are you here? The apartment is silent. Yungi goes through each room, calling out to Jungkook, but there's no trace of the ghost. Jungkook has disappeared before. He's been gone for three days straight, but this is different. Yungi stands in the middle of the living room, barefoot and clad in boxers and a t-shirt, and he's not cold. He can't feel Jungkook. Mm. But the next evening, Jungkook appears. (gasps) What? Yungi finishes brushing his teeth over the bathroom sink, and when he turns around, Jungkook is there in the doorway. A sigh escapes Yungi's mouth, partially out of surprise, partially out of relief. You look terrible, Jungkook says. Back at you. Where have you been? I've looked for you everywhere. I thought you were gone. I was here. I was around. I just couldn't materialize. Having a form and talking at the same time takes a lot of strength. Even this is his flickers. uh, He flickers more visibly then. Cook, just hold on a while longer. I can figure something out. I wanted to tell you something. Jungkook walks over to him. I don't have long, so I want you to just listen. I know you tried. We both did. But I'm barely holding on. I'm losing more and more of myself, and I don't want to lose control. I don't want to not remember who you are. Jungkook looks at him, biting down hard on his lip. Yungi feels like someone cut off his air. 
I think I'm ready. I can take the next step, whatever it is. I have to go for a while, but I'll come back in a few days to say goodbye. No, the sound escapes Yoongi's throat before he can help it. Jungkook smiles, and it's sad but genuine. I really like Young. I know I gave you a hard time, but I really do. I wish I could have stayed with you longer. He flickers once, twice. I'll see you soon. Then he's gone, flickering out one last time. Yoongi shuffles a few steps forward until he can lean on the doorframe for support. He leans his temple against the surface. You asshole, he whispers, and then a little bit louder in case Jungkook's listening. You asshole. I like you too. So... He had made an arrangement with Jimin that when the time came for Jungkook to move on, that Jimin would find all of Jungkook's information and compile it and bring it to them. So that way they could move on, you know, process it together. Yeah. So he had brought that over. So while he's waiting for Jimin to bring over the information, he has a couple of days. So he finishes the song. He records the piano at the studio and brings the recording home with him. He leaves it on the coffee table for Jungkook when he comes back, along with the handwritten sheet of music, where he scribbled down the final title and the lyrics. It's just a couple of lines, but somehow it took him a long time to figure out what he wanted to say. Didn't know you, but you're what I missed. If you were to leave today, it would leave us unfinished. When he's coming home the next evening, the music is playing. He can hear it all the way to the hallway. He stands behind the door and listens, and for a while, with his forehead pressed against the surface, Jungkook is singing. It sounds better than he had thought. It sounds like the most beautiful thing in the world. His voice is soft and breathy and perfect. Yoongi did create the song for him, but still, he wasn't prepared. Yoongi's not sure how long he stands there, whether it's seconds or minutes. It's like the flow of time stops momentarily. He wants to stay here forever, and he feels like his heart is breaking. Mm. So Jimin comes over with all of the information. Uh, just in time, Jungkook has not faded yet, or, you know, so they'll be able to help him pass on. But he gets to know he gets his to know story. What, yeah, he gets to know his story. Yeah. Before we start, I just want to know, Jungkook's voice says, after I remember, will I have time, or should I say everything now? You'll have a moment, Jimin says, voice soft. Yoongi briefly wonders what happened with Taeyang in that moment. Okay. After a few seconds that feel like forever to Yoongi, I'm ready, he says. Mm -hmm. Jimin settles on the living room floor, legs folded under him. Yoongi stands, his arms folded tightly. He can't calm himself down to sit down. He can't calm himself down enough to sit down. Jimin pulls his detective work out of his bag. I'm starting from the beginning, Jimin says. Pulling out a printed photo of a family. You were born in Busan on September 1st in 1997. You had an older brother. Next is a page with some handwritten notes and a cutout from a newspaper. Yungi is guessing it's from the day he died. Jimin sets them on the floor, turned away from himself. You came to Seoul when you were 17. You ran away from home. You weren't officially living anywhere during that time. You stayed with some friends, but I'm guessing you had a falling out or something happened. This apartment was empty, and you ended up staying here for at least a couple of months. The last piece of paper he sets on the floor is a death certificate. You died on the 17th of January, 2016, he says softly. You died of hypothermia. Do you remember Jungkook? Slowly, Jungkook starts to materialize across from Jimin. Yoongi holds his breath. His heart thuds against his ribs. Jungkook is sitting on his folded legs, mirroring Jimin, leaning over the papers in front of him. His eyes are glued to the death certificate, unblinking. 
Yoongi watches as he gets sharper and clearer. He's as clear as the day Yoongi met him. He's clearer. I remember, he says. He's barely see-through at this point. Yoongi watches with wide eyes as he gets up. He turns to look at Yoongi, and Yoongi knows for the first time how he looked when he was alive. Jungkook is completely opaque. His skin is slightly tan. His hair is a rich shade of brown. What? His eyes are still the same, vivid and shining. His face is slightly flushed. Yoongi has never seen anything so beautiful before. Ah, Yoongi, Jungkook says, lifting his arm towards Yoongi, and Yoongi's feet are moving before he registers it. He walks into Jungkook's outstretched hand, and instead of sinking through his chest, Jungkook's fingers curl in the fabric of his shirt over his heart. Oh, Jungkook whispers breathlessly. I can feel it. Your heart is beating so fast. Yoongi makes a strangled sound, somewhere between a laugh and a groan. He runs his hands over Jungkook's biceps, his shoulders, until he finds the back of his neck and stays there. Jungkook is so solid, so real, and he's still not warm, but it doesn't matter. Yoongi pulls Jungkook's head closer and presses their foreheads together. I have a lot of things I want to say to you, he says, voice low and a little bit rough, but right now the only thing I can think of is I don't want you to go. Me too, Jungkook says. I have a lot to say, but all I'm thinking is that I can finally do this. He reaches up and places a cold hand on Yoongi's jaw. Yoongi feels the cool press of lips on his cheeks. Gentle, but so sure. You... And then he stumbles, just like last time, but unlike the last time, he now grabs Jungkook's face and without hesitation, presses their lips together. No! Yes! They, Finally, they got they, you! And he's like, full form. Full form. Yes! Yes. Yeah. Suddenly, wow. without warning, Jungkook Unexpected. pulls away. I know, I know. Did you Did you think? I thought he was just going to fade away. But he could materialize at the end. Ugh. I mean, huge. I didn't even expect it either. Yeah. I love you, Jungkook says. And when Yugi blinks, he's gone. <gasps> I know. No. I know. His hands grasp at the air. Slowly, they drop to his sides. Yugi stands, staring at the place Jungkook left, breathing in and out through parted lips, chest heaving slightly but otherwise frozen. It feels like the aftermath of a storm. He doesn't know when the tears fell, but they are sticky on his cheeks. It takes a while for the world to start moving again. The sounds come back slowly, the heavy rain against the windowpane, Jimin calling his name. Yeah, I'm fine, Yoongi hears himself say, even though he's not sure uh, if he was even asked that. Sometimes Yoongi talks to himself in the apartment. Sometimes he finishes sentences with, isn't it? And expects a reply. When he looks up and meets nothing but empty air and silence, he remembers that Jungkook is gone and remembers that he isn't coming back this time. Sometimes he says words under his breath before he falls asleep or staring at his exhausted self in the bathroom mirror because he didn't get to say it back. Jungkook makes sure he's like regretful he didn't yeah. get to say I love you back. Mm -hmm. Namjoon makes sure Yoongi drags himself to work every morning because he doesn't think being holed up in the apartment's a good idea. Yoongi forces or Jimin forces Yoongi to hang out with them as a support group. They're trying their best to cheer him up and to make him feel something again and Yoongi definitely doesn't deserve them. Two weeks after Jungkook went away, Yoongi is returning from the studio and getting soaked in the rain because he forgot to bring an umbrella despite it being overcast the whole day. Mm. He gets more absent-minded when it rains. <clears throat> he meets his upstairs neighbors outside the apartment and nods at her curtly. She is holding a gigantic umbrella over her five leashed cats. Yoongi raises his brow imperceptibly but leaves it at that and swiftly moves past her, going to open the front door. 
you, he hears the neighbor's voice behind him. He turns to, to cast her a look, pointing a questioning index finger at him. Yes, you. I live, you live in that apartment below mine, the one with all the noise. I was going to leave a note, but I might as well tell you right here. Yungi frowns. He doesn't feel like dealing with this bullshit right now. His place has been completely silent for two weeks. What is it? His tone isn't very polite, but he doesn't give a shit. You're not even home, and you leave your music on? It's terribly, terribly loud, and scaring Alphans, Ronnie, Honey, Baby, and Beatrice, and frankly, I will have to file a complaint if Yungi doesn't catch the rust, because he's already sprinting up the stairwell, the door still closing behind him by the time he reaches the top. He can hear all the way to the first floor, the faint piano, the familiar melody that he buried somewhere in his drawer. He runs up the second flight of stairs. The melody grows louder. This is the fastest he's ever reached his door. Oh he leans against it, catching his breath, hand clutching the doorknob, but it's not turning yet. Behind the door, the song he titled Unfinished is playing. He breathes, closes his eyes tightly, and waits for it, for that part of the song. It can't be. Could it be? Jimin's words echo through his mind. Maybe if you don't really want to, you don't have to go. And a voice joins the sound of the piano. A smooth, soft, breathy voice, beautiful and so, so familiar. Can it be? Can it be? He opens the door, steps through the threshold. For a while, it seems like nothing's changed. The music plays in the empty room. Then, something icy against his cheek. Welcome home. <gasps> what? He's so back. Jungkook, he's back. I, I guess he decided to stay. Wow. He found out. Yeah, because Jimin said that he didn't know if they have an option, if they can stay or not. Yeah. But I guess they do. And yeah. Jungkook is staying with him. Yeah. Oh, wow. So a lot of like ups and downs. Yeah. Like, yeah. And the epilogue is really great. Obviously, like this story has been so long, so I'm not sharing that. And I summarized more than I was even planning on summarizing. There but are so many important details. Though. Yeah. 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 But the epilogue is like almost another year look at like their life as like this living, dead, ghost, real life couple, you know, <laughs> yeah. like it's really cute and That's fun. Funny. super cute yeah. yeah i loved it oh, so so much you. also the i just love the idea of you doing a story where there's a house haunting like he's haunting his apartment <laughs> yeah and he gives them so much trouble and then they end up falling in love which is just so sweet yeah um wow i did not expect him to like become full form to say that, you know, to kiss him and that he loves him and yeah. then disappear and then to come back with the song that he made for him. I know. And it was like interesting when you were like, oh, well, you know, maybe you'll have a couple moments before you fade away. Like, OK, what's that going to be? Mm -hmm. Never thought that he would just be able to fully materialize. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad you liked it. What a great thank story. You, thank you. These were both great stories. Yeah, I love your story. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't do the fanfic files very often, but whenever we do, we feel like it's such a treat to be able to share a really good fanfic with each other. And we hope that you Iconics mm -hmm. enjoyed it. Um, send us your favorite fanfics. Like maybe we'll talk about them on the podcast one day. That would be mm -hmm. awesome. Let us know your It's hard recs. to find a, a fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many out there. There's so many. And you, you know, when you're looking for something, it can 
you know, if you have something in mind particular, mm-hmm. uh, it can be hard to find the right fic. It can be. <laughs> Um, but I think we did it today. We yeah, found some we good did. ones. So mm-hmm. thank you, Iconics, for listening. We do want to extend a special thanks to our supporters on Patreon, especially our VIP Iconics, Eileen Ruchalt, Michelle Park, Deja, Meg DeRuggio, Rachel Robin, and Allie. Uh, and if you guys enjoyed this episode, please reach out to us on social media. You can email us. Let us know what you think, suggestions for the future. And of course, you can find links for all of those things in the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for staying. Scanning BTS.